Good evening, brothers and sisters. Thanks to technology today, we have all everything, all the Bible verses directly on the screen. You can also get a copy of the PowerPoint, no problem, I've loaded on the desktop, or you can ask, I'll send it directly to one of you all, and you can get the transfers. So no need to take any notes. If at all you want to take any notes, you can take something which is not on the PowerPoint, okay? So we start with the crucial person in the Holy Trinity. Actually, all three are crucial, all three uh, members of the Holy Trinity is the Holy Spirit. And we need to get in touch with the Holy Spirit to be able to experience who we are. Each of us are extraordinary. Not good, not great, extraordinary. And if you haven't found your extraordinary nature, I'm willing to bet you really haven't found the Holy Spirit fully. You're not good. You're Basically, you should look at yourself and say, wow, I am unbelievable. Okay? And God, only God can make you see this. Nobody else, because that's the way God created each of us. Nobody is less than extraordinary. The degree of extraordinary may vary from person to person. And we see this even in, oh, sorry. Even in the beginning of the Bible. In the beginning of the Bible, we hear the word, the spirit was uh, hovering above the waters. Okay? And they say the, the whole earth was a formless void. The word they use was tohu verbohu, ver means and, okay? Nothing, formless void. And then when the spirit gives everything life, things start getting created. And for many of us, our lives are a formless void. And sometimes we come experience God and we continue to let it be a formless void, which is a tragedy, okay? And we have to allow God to step by step begin working his way into our life. He was, as a perfect gentleman, the Holy Spirit, he's not going to force his way in. So if we don't, The Holy Spirit is not something but someone. And we need to get to know this someone. We need to be able to visit this someone. We need, we need to be able to talk to this someone. Obviously, with someone, you can talk to him. The Holy Spirit doesn't have a gender, but I'm using the word him. You know, it's easier for us to understand in human terms, okay? And the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament was understood as somebody to be experienced. And the New Testament since it is more in Greek, something to be intellectually understood. So the right balance, I feel, is both experience and understanding. Intellect and interaction or, or a, a kind of a heart experience. And that's what the Holy Spirit will do if we allow him in. Unfortunately, allowing him in is our choice. And this 2 Corinthians 3.17 says it all. If you can see the, uh, the Bible verse, let's read it out together. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We get extraordinary freedom to do things that we never thought possible. If we are, we've, since we met God, and to, till now, if there's not been any huge change in our lives, I would say, brothers and sisters, we have missed the bus. Or we are on the bus, but we are not aware we are on the bus. Okay? We're not getting the benefits of being with God. He is the third person in the Blessed Trinity and can be experienced. We can talk to the Father, we can talk to the Son, we can talk to the Holy Spirit. And strangely enough, all talking begins with the Holy Spirit. At least I think so. Don't ask me why, okay? The Holy Spirit is the active person in the Holy Trinity. So usually it's, of course, I think it's easiest to talk to Jesus, but the Holy Spirit initiates that conversation with Jesus. 
And we need to ask for this grace, especially as we approach Pentecost. Lord, I want to talk to you. Not just pray to you, but talk to you one-to-one. -one. Dialogue. No longer monologue. And we see that. It was a formless void, Genesis 1, 1 to 2, without form or purpose, void or empty, darkness, misery, and pain. You're experiencing all these things normal. That's normal human life. And then the spirit of, the God, of God swept over the face of the waters. And the, the Hebrew word they use is ruach. Okay? I know it sounds very uncultured, but that's the actual way it's pronounced. Okay? It's, it's, it's a spirit which changes, transforms, uh, modifies. Every day is different. And no matter how difficult things are, this is the spirit who can turn things around. And I've seen amazing things happen in people's lives. So if nothing sufficient is happening, the question we should ask, Lord, why have I not let it happen? Why have I blocked you from allowing it to happen in my life? Only the Holy Spirit can bring order and beauty. And just like the chaotic mass, formless and void, became beautiful, the spirit brought it into being. Only when the spirit brings it into being, it will happen. Sorry. Sometimes this is get jammed. I'm pressing the... There's no change. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Oh, you, you changed it just now? Okay, okay. Just change it in case you see me struggling. Let us make humankind in our image. I think the battery's gone. Let us make humankind in our image and likeness. And that's what God wants to do. Make each of us the way he is. Not carbon copies, unique copies. So basically each of us are like another Jesus, another God. And I wouldn't say we are God, okay? But it's difficult to explain we are like God, okay? It's not the same thing, okay? And Mary beautifully demonstrates this, okay, in her life. God's word became reality in Mary's womb, okay? And we see this, okay. Let us make, sorry, humankind in our image according to our likeness. And God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. So I want you to close your eyes right now and tell, thank God. God, thank you for making me very good. Lord, thank you for making me very good. Lord, thank you for making me very good. Now open your eyes, turn around to your neighbor, look at them and say, God made you very good. God made you very good. Look at them again and say, God made you in his image and likeness. God made you in his image and likeness. God did do it, but we need to believe it, and that believing needs to be released in reality. We are very good, not good, very good. He is a living reality. Sorry, sorry, I think I'm going forward. Yeah. God's word became reality in Mary's womb, and the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. For somebody to give birth to a child, okay, 
without having relationships with a man okay, is impossible. Now Mary knew the risk, and the risk was, if she is caught with child, she will be stoned to death. Now you imagine this lady, I'm going to be stoned to death, and God is saying, this is my plan. What did you and I say? Bye-bye, God. I don't think this is your plan. And even if it is your plan, I don't want to be part of it. It's too high risk. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will help us take risks that normally we can't take. She knew she was courting death when she said yes. But yet she said yes. And that's what happens when the Holy Spirit comes. We take risks that God helps us take. Not human risks, foolish human risks. Many people take risks and then they blame God and say, God, you didn't help me. That is not called a spiritual risk. A spiritual risk is something motivated by God and by prayer. And there in this spiritual risk, the word becomes flesh. Beautifully. God's word that we are made in his image and likeness will become flesh. As we allow him step by step to work, work out things in our life. Sorry. As we see, this, God said, let there be light and there was light. Are you and I searching for light? When will light come? I'm not happy with the way my life is going. Maybe there's too much of sickness. Sickness can be a gift, by the way, if handled properly. Okay? Sickness which is, is gifted from God. Most of us, at least most of my life, has been sickness which I have created for myself. Okay? So 90% of my belief is most people's problems are directly or indirectly caused by themselves. We don't want to admit it, okay, because we want to blame it on somebody else. It's easier, and the best person to blame is usually God. God caused it, okay. God doesn't cause anybody any problems, okay. If at all they are caused, they are caused by sin, and most often our own sin. Now, the Holy Spirit, I don't know if you've seen a horse or you've seen any movies with horse trainers in it, you know, training of a horse, okay. I haven't seen a live horse. I've seen a live horse, but I've not seen a live horse being trained except in a film, okay. The horse is not going to say, come, I will let you ride me. No, the horse jumps, pulls, kicks, does everything it can to say, I want to be free and I don't want anybody to, to ride me and to be part of my life. I don't want. And we are sometimes just like those horses. It depends on my response, whether I will allow God to take over the reins of my life and whether I am really thirsty for the Holy Spirit. If we are really thirsty, every sacrament, every Eucharist, every prayer meeting, every prayer session or service, every time we read the word of God, things will happen. Things will happen. And beautifully, the Bible tells us in Luke 11, 11 to 13, is there anyone among you if your child asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Ask. Don't settle for okay. Sometimes we think we have something when really it's not in our hands. For instance, okay, so I give this to him. He thinks he has the, pen, the, pen, the, the, the pointer. Does he have it? Are you sure? Okay. He doesn't have it till I let go, okay? He has it in his hand, yes, but he doesn't have it fully. And sometimes that's exactly what we do with our life. We give it to God and we keep hold of it, okay? Let go. It's a risk to let go. Nobody likes to trust and especially trust unconditionally. 
But the only way we are going to see radical change in our life is to trust unconditionally. And we see in the Bible, initially brief history, Holy Spirit initially in the Old Testament was only given to leaders, priests, and kings. Okay, but Moses wished that all people would receive the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go quick through to this. Again, we see, oh, sorry. The, Holy, the prophecy that God will send his spirit on all flesh from Joel, and that's what God wants, okay? These are the minor prophets. In the New Testament, Jesus, okay, he says, sorry, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, okay? He's, it's a promise. Jesus speaks of the promise of the Father. And then we see the actual coming out of the Holy Spirit. Okay, we are going to experience that shortly in Pentecost. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability, speaking about God's deeds of power. And each of us, I think we want to allow the Holy Spirit, but somehow there are many things we let, you know, choke us. I cannot live as a child of my father or walk in the footsteps of Jesus unless I bow to the control of the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself needed the Holy Spirit. How much more do we need it? Where is the Holy Spirit? Question for you. Where is the Holy Spirit? Within us, of course, okay? He's you, he's, he's already dwelling in you. So next question is, if he's dwelling in me, why am I not experiencing him? 2 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are the temple, God's temple, and that God's spirit dwells in you? When did you receive him? Baptism. Reinforced again, confirmation. Why don't you experience him? Good question. Why don't you talk to him? Is he talking to you? Or am I talking some strange language? Who is this man? This priest? Maybe he doesn't know what he's talking. How can you experience God? The problem today is that today Christianity has become so abnormal that if you say you talk to God, they will consider something wrong with you. I know for sure if I had in the seminary mentioned that I talked to God, I would never be ordained a priest. Never. Shocking. St. Teresa of Avila talks about entry-level Christianity. Entry-level. In a book. Uh, in the book. The... Seven, not seven story mansion uh, it's, it's a book on prayer okay the first level is talking to God first level brothers and sisters ask for this don't consider this is not saintly this is normal Christianity but since we've become so abnormal okay that we consider how can I talk to God why would God talk to me I'm so sinful I'm so unholy of course I'm sinful and unholy God doesn't talk to me because I'm sin I'm holy please understand that's the biggest mistake we make in our lives. Thinking that God will only talk to us if we are holy. No. God will talk to us if we make ourselves available to him. That's it. Simple. Why don't you experience him? Because I try to live on my own power and strength. And I say, I don't need God. Why should I worry about God? Now, I want to dwell slowly on each of these points, okay, with experiences from my life. The things that the Holy Spirit can do if I allow him to work in my life. First thing is, the Holy Spirit gives life. It is the, we'll read it together. It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. 
the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The spirit wants to give us life. And what is this life? Years ago, 1984, I experienced God in the year 1983, October. And in 1984, January, I went for a conference. It was called International Transaction Analysis Conference. And there, for the first time in my life, I saw people talking to each other, laughing, uh, chatting. And I looked at them and I said, Lord, these people are so free. When can I become like them? I wanted that life and I realized I didn't have that life. And I said, Lord, please, if it is possible, if it is within your power, one day, whenever that day comes, I don't mind, make me like them. I just want to be free. Because without freedom, there is no life. Often we are born by various chains which we choose to keep on ourselves. And only the spirit can let us free if we choose. Chain number one, fear. Are you afraid of anything? Afraid of sickness, financial problems, job, family members? Maybe we may not be afraid for ourselves, but maybe we're afraid of someone we love, okay? Afraid of tomorrow, afraid of the government, okay, I don't know, afraid of anything. If we allow fear to dictate our decisions, we will never have freedom, we can never have life. Secondly is an area of unforgiveness, which actually also blocks our freedom. We hate someone so much that a lot of our energy is all wasted on focusing on that hatred. Two things people live for, love or hate. If you're not living for love, probably you're living for hate. Somebody down the line, somewhere you don't like, one day I'll get even, one day I'll show them, one day I will have a lot of money, and then I will show those people who made me so embarrassed because I was poor, okay? I have lived through all these experiences and even more. Every bit of unforgiveness is like a, a kind of a place which just destroys our energy source, takes away our energy, preventing us from having life, life in its fullness. God wants you and me to have life. And when we have life and life in its fullness, John 10, 10, we do extraordinary things. If somebody had told me my pre-Holy Spirit days, post-Holy Spirit days, the achievement level is one is to six. Okay, six times more. If you ask me, is it possible? I would say impossible. If somebody had told me before I experienced the Holy Spirit, can this happen? I would have laughed at them. I didn't even want it. I didn't even dream about it. I said, this can never happen in my life. Never happen. I hated languages. Okay, I remember seventh standard Hindi, a whole year. I just looked at my teacher's face because I couldn't understand what she was saying. Whole year, okay, it was torture, torture, okay? Because if I didn't look at her face, she'll say, you're not paying attention, and she'll throw me out of the class, okay? And I can't understand what she's saying. I was afraid of languages. God made me study 14, okay? Fear broken. I was afraid of studying, I was afraid of studying, but I, you know, I, difficult to study. I said, at best, I want one master's degree, okay? God made me do two masters, two doctorates unprecedented okay his grace now that i'm great if somebody had told me that would happen i would have laughed at them laughed at them against all odds that's what god wants to do first he has to break the barrier of fear then he has to produce life next thing is pride i want i know best for myself what does god know i have been with myself god knows you and me better than we know ourselves 
And that's why you have to trust him, let go. He'll give life. I don't know what your need is. Prayers that I made 5, 10, 15 years ago are coming true now. The longest unanswered prayer was 33 years. Okay, 33 years. I thought it wasn't going to be answered, truthfully. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because if it's a prayer from God, not this week, last week, two, three readings, Sunday's reading as well. Anything you ask in my name, I will give you. If we ask right, we should receive it. If we ask right, okay. But we're not asking right, why? Because we don't have life. We're not motivated by the Holy Spirit. I can't think of an unanswered prayer. Truthfully. The 33-year-old one was a difficult one. But once it got answered, I really can't think. I'm talking about over 1,000 requests. Okay? Huge, huge number. Second, he guides us to all truth. When the spirit of truth comes, let's read this out together, if you can read from where you are. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and will declare to you the things that are to come. Wouldn't you like to have an insight into the future? Not for our glory, not for our benefit, not for our, uh, what do you say, profit, okay, but for God. God will give you a sight into the future, not for our benefit, but to glorify Him in ways that we cannot imagine possible. Truth is the key. Truth means seeing things like God sees them. Unfortunately, many times we don't see things like God sees them. So we don't experience things like God wants us to experience. One of the things, the challenges we had was, is to say, Lord, you can provide. And sometimes, you know, it's so easy to buy equipment without a bill. So, or to say God is going to provide in his way. So one person, we wanted to start a ministry of sound. And I said, God, Christian sound is so poor. Why don't you help us provide some good sound? And God said, I'm with you, go forward. Only one small problem. File out a word called M-O-N-E-Y. No money. So I approached one person and I said, you know, we want to buy some good sound. So he said, what is your budget? How much money do you have? You know what I told him? Nothing. He looked at me as if I was slightly mad. Brothers and sisters, but God said, I will provide. And miraculously, he didn't provide one, two, three high quality sound systems. So good that we even gave away one free. Okay. When I say high quality sound systems, the starting price of these things is one lakh. Starting price. Okay. Beautiful stuff. Okay. Free. Welcome to the kingdom of God as we proceed in truth. We don't have to worry. It's not our problem. Mostly because of our own ego. What will people think? They'll call me a fool. Okay. When I first entered my parish, I saw our parish was really struggling. We had a central parish, my past parish, Salvation Church Dada. I'm a priest based in Bombay, uh, diocesan priest from Bombay. I'm right here on a sabbatical, and I go back on last week of May back to my parish, to new parish in Bombay, in, Mal in Malwani, near Malad. So I told these people, I think God wants to do something new here. So they said, we don't think so. So I said, I believe God is going to create five training rooms. What does a training room have? Ceiling-mounted LCD projector, uh, surround sound, U-shaped seating, whiteboard. And I said, some of them are going to be air-conditioned. Air-conditioner, nice, reasonable seats. They said, who is this clown? New priest come. 
10 years we have been in this parish and in our 10 years we have seen one projector and you're telling us that in one year we're going to see five not projectors we're going to see five training rooms which is much more than a projector i told them i know you don't believe me and that's okay i don't expect you to believe me okay actually they were laughing at me okay and but i want to ask you to pray i said sure sure we'll pray brothers and sisters within one year five training rooms were created at Salvation Church Tada with not five projectors, with eight projectors. And the total number of projectors in our parish, including those owned by priests, is almost 12. Okay. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Now, if I had said, I'm a fool, see all they are laughing at me, okay. I better now, now, you know, just go back and say, forget about my five training rooms, okay. Today, Tada has become a central blessing for the whole diocese. Okay, God can use you to make a difference, but we don't want to be a fool, right? We don't want to step into the risk zone. Okay, God will do something. The Holy Spirit is in charge. Extraordinary, created history in the diocese. You can create history in your family, history in your prayer group. God wants to use you, but we are saying, not me, Lord. I don't want to look like a fool. If Jesus didn't want to look like a fool, trust me, he wouldn't have done anything. Imagine he said, I'm the son of God. And they looked at him and said, I, we don't think so, okay? Yes, the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Some of you know Father Cleary. I don't know, some of you might have even heard his testimony. One thing Father Cleary wanted to do in his life, he wanted to pray. And he was a redemptorist priest. 20 years a redemptorist priest, he couldn't pray. Can you imagine the humiliation and the embarrassment? He just couldn't pray. In his own words, and he said this publicly, Father Cleary is dead now, but he said this publicly so I can quote it. He said, it was so terrible that I would write promises in blood, okay? Cut myself, I, I mean, we are saying it, you know, I'm so desperate. Write, I will pray in the next year. And the new year would be just like the previous year. Then one day, he decided to do a retreat. And in this retreat, he says, he prayed, everybody was prayed over at the baptism of the Holy Spirit session. All people experience things. He said, I felt like a stone before the session. After, during the session, I felt like a stone. After the session also, I felt like a stone. No change at all. And I thought, everybody's experienced something. What happened to me? But he said, the next day, for the first time in my life, as a priest, 20 years I couldn't pray. I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I started praying. And since that day, till he died, or till he got very, very sick after that, he never stopped praying every, every day. And he says, he thanks God for this gift. Helps us to pray. Sorry. Let's read this together. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. Initially, our prayer, most people's prayer will be vocal, will be loud. The presumption is that we want to pray, okay? But like Father Cleary, there is hope for us, okay? If he was struggling to pray, we too may be struggling. And he will help us to pray. I remember praying my first time. I started singing songs for one hour. At the end of one hour, I couldn't speak, okay? I don't know if you've tried singing non-stop, no breath, no stopping at all, okay? I said, I can't do this every day, not possible, okay? But then slowly God showed me to pray, and eventually from a loud prayer, it became a total silent prayer. There's a, a beautiful books on prayer. One of the best-known books uh, is Linda Schubert's 
uh, I forget the name of that book. Miracle Hour. Thank you. Thank you, Lincoln. Miracle Hour. Okay, beautiful book. In fact, in our prayer group, we even got it and gave it free to all the prayer group members. And we said, if you want to put any love offering, you can put it on. Okay? Because it's an important book. Okay? So if you want to get it free, or rather you want to make a large donation for others to get it free, okay, you can contact your prayer group leaders. Makes us children of the Father. One of the greatest needs today is to feel loved and be loved. And in most families, I would say, at least definitely not for me, I didn't feel completely loved as a child. Not that my parents did the best they could, and I'm grateful for what they did, okay? But it's very rare that I have met or known anyone in my whole life who I feel has received adequate love from both parents. I've not met one person who I know well in my whole life. Not one, okay? So I don't know if you are in that statistic. But it doesn't matter because the good news is the Spirit can make us a difference. Because He makes us children of the Father, He fills that love which we should have got but didn't get, at least in sufficient quantities or from the right people, and we feel that vacuum reduced. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. It's a new experience my cousins used to call their grandfather, actually your father too, Abba. We used to call, we used to say daddy, okay? But uh, I think it's, it's more for, it's kind of an intimate term. And we need to pray for this grace in our prayer to experience that intimacy, especially as a child of God. Helps us to overcome sin. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit, you will put to death the deeds of the body and you will live. Romans 8.13. Each of us are subject to some area of sin. If we were perfect, we wouldn't be at the prayer meeting. We'd probably already be in heaven. Okay? Neither would I be here, neither would you be there. Okay? The point is, we are not perfect and I'm sure all of us have some area of sin which we need to overcome. The good news is, the spirit is waiting because the spirit is basically like a, a pencil sharpener making us perfect. Okay? Giving us the grace to tackle that sin. Giving us that grace to surrender our fear. Giving us the grace to trust God's solution. And he will help us. I've seen amazing ways, still areas of sin I'm struggling with, but God has helped me overcome areas which I've never believed possible through his grace. Is there something you and I are struggling with? Some of the key areas of sin, I use uh, St. Anthony Mary Claret's area, pride, greed, sloth or laziness, covetousness, the desire to have desperately, okay, anger, lust, envy, okay? I can give you this list later on. You can just key it on Google and you'll get the same list, okay? I've just put it in a particular order, but the same seven deadly sins. Helps us to remember God's word. The spirit will give us the grace to remember God's word in ways we have not believed possible. I was, you know, I used to admire some friends of mine. They just could quote the Bible like this, okay? Across. And I've met one person, only one person in my life who can quote the Bible word for word anywhere. Okay, I've never seen this ever. We actually tested it out. A whole group of 30 people opened different verses of the Bible, okay? and said, quote, word for word, new international version. Okay, exactly. I've never seen it. It's a gift from the Spirit. Okay, anywhere across the Bible. And this person doesn't have a photographic memory. 
okay he can only do it for the bible he can't do it for anything else i have never seen it i have never heard of it okay but that was the first time and last time i saw it okay actually happened and i've seen it because we tested it out and then we all started clapping because we realized it was humanly impossible but he will help us remember god's word helps us to live a life of faith and freedom let's read this together for freedom christ has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery for through the spirit by faith we eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness faith and freedom recently god called me to go to some place on a conference and of course i had very little money i could only afford to buy 100 dollars in the process of reaching the conference i ended spending 25 dollars okay it was so very expensive everything was expensive so i had only 75 dollars with me and i was treasuring my meager 75 dollars then 75 dollars in those places is nothing it's like maybe in our currency in terms of buying power 500 rupees 500 rupees if you're there for 15 days even in bangalore city you can't survive okay 15 days okay of course basic food is provided but if you want to buy anything else and then at the conference somebody came and said vinay i want to give you a gift he gave me 100 dollars oh i was so happy with 100 dollars said thank you lord you are so generous next day i met another person and as i was chatting with him i felt god saying almost like an audible voice give him 100 dollars give him why should i give him i only have i will only have 75 left okay and from 175 if you have to give 100 trust me that's majority okay you don't want to give it okay and i could feel every bone in my being saying no i won't give how can i give why would you give me only to take it away okay and it was a real battle inside me okay and somehow to be honest grudgingly but i know some deep down the spirit gave me the grace you know to take out the 100 dollars and say i just went to the person say excuse me god is asking me to give you this and i put it in his pocket i don't think he saw the note okay it was a single 100 dollar bill and it was the only 100 dollar bill i had okay basically it was given to me by somebody else and somehow i don't know god's plan okay but as i let go there was a new sense of faith and freedom lord money is not going to dictate the decisions i make in my life you are even if i don't have enough money that's okay you know my need you will provide and god gave me enough for my needs not for my greed my greed wanted me to keep the 100 my need his need the other person's need was god was asking me to give the 100 brothers and sisters maybe god may be testing us but we are so much clinging to the 100 okay or i don't know what's your 100 dollars equivalent okay that we can't let go faith and freedom let go initially you won't even be sure my first thing is is god really speaking i had no problem to think god was speaking when i received the 100 dollars okay but a big problem to think god was speaking when i had to give the 100 dollars okay and imagine it wasn't even mine it was given to me freely okay so imagine how stingy i was with god's money okay so you can imagine probably it was my own i would have been even more stingy okay of course i didn't have that money anyway but i'll never forget it was so difficult and i said god forgive me for being so stingy so greedy and so possessive and thank you for giving me the grace to let go ask god what is your equivalent of the 100 dollars maybe some special clothing some special jewelry and god is saying let it go not necessarily give it away but be free from it 
or maybe something you want but you don't yet have, okay? And you're waiting for God to give it to you. Let go. Fills us with his love and power. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and love and of self-discipline. And as we want to love, we don't think of our benefit. I was a very calculating person at one time. I don't mind giving if I know I'm going to get back more, okay? Today I don't, thanks to God's grace, I don't think. Sometimes I think I'm a little foolish, but I believe God is that way. Foolishly just love, trust, give and let go, okay? And that comes from power, comes from God. We can't do it by ourselves. Maybe we lived in a family where everything counts. And we were told, only give if you're sure you have. Only give if you're going to get back. We didn't have much as children. We we're a middle class family at best. Okay? Maybe once in a way, maybe two, three months, we'd be lucky if we all went out for an ice cream. Okay? Today, of course, I don't have to think that way. Maybe many of you all don't have to think that way, okay? It was a big thing. I remember as cousins buying an ice cream and each of us taking a lick, okay? <laughs> we couldn't afford to buy ice cream, so each person, okay? But we enjoyed that so much. Sharing, caring, what little we have. Don't think about how much you have. Think about how much you can share. And I promise you things will be very different. I have a standard understanding with God. Anything I possess within two years, God challenges me to give it away freely. Not sell it, give it. Okay. Maybe God is not calling you to do the same thing. I have no problem. But God is calling us to be less attached. Only when we are less attached to things, we can be more attached to God. And he fills us with his love and power. Fills us. To do things beyond our imagination. He helps our now I want to focus on the gifts of the Spirit. And we'll close with this, the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit. Because all the gifts are connected with one thing. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Are you talking to Him? If we don't know the Holy Spirit and can't talk to Him, how can we let the gifts operate? Because the gifts operate through Him. And as we allow God, amazingly, all the gifts will manifest through varying degrees. Some may be more dominant than the others. But it is the holy. And remember, we are not great people if we have gifts. That's another problem. Because sometimes we think only people with gifts are holy people. You're completely wrong, brothers and sisters. In fact, sometimes the people with gifts may be the most unholy people. Okay? So please don't attach gift to holiness. No, not true at all. Okay? But we look at these gifts, the utterance of wisdom, to be able to say godlike things in a godlike way with God-like understanding. God's gift, God's gift. Utterance of knowledge to be aware of past and future in ways that were never possible. Faith, to trust in faith, that uh, in, empowering faith that God will help us do amazing things. God brought those, those five audiovisual rooms, not me, but God gave me the faith to trust him. And of course, to work at it, okay? Don't just trust and say, you know, money will fall down from heaven. In some cases it does happen. But most cases, 99.99%, we have to do something on earth. Gifts of healing. Healing should be experienced in our life. Work of miracles. This I've seen much more rarely. Miracles means as a change of form. Like suppose, now there was one point on my hand, okay? Two pointers come, okay? There's an increase in quantity, okay? I don't know, but I've only seen miracles once in my life. At that time, I was helping a lot of poor people. 
and miraculously has to find money in my pockets. Now, maybe I was careless with money and kept it in the pockets. That's possible. Okay, but basically more money than I've only found out for a short period of time. No explanation. Okay, I can't explain. Prophecy, speaking on behalf of God, what God wants to tell his people, the greatest need today in the world, especially in the church, is for prophets. We don't have sufficient prophets. We have quelled this gift. And we need to specially pray for the grace for it to, to flower. There's a beautiful book written on prophecy by Bruce Yoakum. It's a classic. If you can get it, get it now thanks to the internet and Amazon. Many things are possible which weren't possible earlier. Okay. Discernment of spirits to understand which spirit is working and what is the spirit doing because today we see evil spirits providing everything. Evil spirits can duplicate every gift of the Holy Spirit except one. Which gift can the evil spirit not duplicate? Love. Everything else can be duplicated. Healing can be duplicated. Miracles can be duplicated. And we see that even in Moses. And the, the, the what do you say, the magicians of Pharaoh. Yeah, they did. They duplicated it. So do not believe just because you see some healing, it is coming from God. Need not come. Discern the spirit. There are some people talking about the prosperity gospel. Basically, once you come to God, to God, everything will be perfect. Father Rufus, a well-known deliverance priest, is now dead. But for his funeral, there were more people in that room than for any other priest or person in the history of Bombay. Some of you know Bombay. Maybe you can understand. It was held in Bandra, St. Andrew's school grounds. In a school grounds, again, unheard of, of any priest. There was a traffic jam in Bandra. Two hours. Whole of Bandra was blocked. So many people came for his funeral. He said, he believes that the prosperity gospel is satanic. And today there are many preachers, some regrettably even at prayer meetings, and in Bangalore as well, preaching the prosperity gospel. Come to God, give and it will be given to you, full measure, pressed down, overflowing. God's kingdom is all about plenty. If you don't have plenty, then you're not with God. Wrong. God will also help us understand the gift of suffering and use that gift to proclaim to others that God is alive by the way we handle our suffering. Yes. Various kinds of tongues, by the way, there are multiple gifts of tongues. I never knew that till there was a, a, a gift seminar, I think, way back in 1998. Since then, I found out I use three gifts of tongues. There are multiple gifts of tongues, so don't be happy. I've got one. Thank you, Jesus. I'm the king or I'm the queen. No! Ask for more! Okay? There is no limit. Maybe there are 20. I don't know. I only have three. Okay? And not because I'm a great person. Because God wants to give. Interpretation of tongues. Seen this very, very rarely. Okay? But uh, maybe you might not see it normally. But there's a gifts and charism seminar. So some of you are attending it, you might see it there. Okay? One person speaks in tongues uh, and another person interprets it. Okay? Very rare. I've seen it five, six times totally. Yeah. Okay? But what I also want to focus very briefly before we close is on the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit, you notice the word singular, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity or goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And we need to have all nine. A test of people being or led by the Spirit or being part of the, being guided by the Holy Spirit are the fruit of the Spirit. If I have no love, I am nothing. And often people are chasing the gift so much that they've forgotten about love. People claim that they are led by the Holy Spirit and they're condemning all the other churches. 
how can they be led by the holy spirit if i'm condemning i don't have love primary first thing only fail first check you know tick box are you led by the holy spirit i'm condemning everybody i'm judging everybody i'm saying i know sometimes other christian churches condemn us so badly pray for them are those people being led by the holy spirit i don't think so there is no love some of those people i've even called uh, really given hideous names to the pope i don't even want to quote them okay joy joy overflowing not the joy of pleasure but the joy from happiness the joy of giving the joy of sharing peace i was coming here and as i was coming here i got into a massive traffic jam i was saying lord and the holy spirit said relax vinay i know you're an impatient person start praying so i started saying the rosary by the time i reached here it said one full rosary okay peace i would have been in pieces if i wasn't praying but thank god god gave holy spirit gave me the grace to i'm a very impatient person patience happens when peace goes before okay and usually with prayer kindness we want to help other people we don't wait for people to say please help me we see the need we step out and we say i want to help you in bombay thanks to the holy spirit we've created an organization called date this stands for discipleship audiovisual and training for empowerment okay which 50 organizations like this we believe we can wipe out poverty in the catholic church in bombay wipe it out okay 30 plus operations why giving giving no bank account no employees everybody works free welcome to the holy spirit if you ask me can such an organization exist i'll tell you impossible but i'm seeing it welcome to the holy spirit okay our transportation division alone has four cars okay we take people to church free of cost okay somebody asked me is that a catholic church they couldn't believe it okay and fact the greatest witness kindness we want to reach out to people generosity we don't worry where the money comes from god provides we gave our van for servicing we got a bill back 5000 rupees we had no money the bill was in the name of god's gift so I phoned the person and say excuse me whose name do we uh, who do we pay the money to he said didn't you see the bill title god's gift it's free 5000 rupee bill we didn't even ask free another time we were giving uh, uh, a van for servicing we didn't have enough money okay that morning after i've given the van for servicing somebody put money on my table and thank god they put the money in the table because i had enough money to take it from the garage okay otherwise i wouldn't have had enough, i don't know what to do okay welcome to the generosity of god faithfulness if we are acting in him he will not uh, what do you say let us down on his behalf in love in charity gentleness not to lord it over to dominate but to be gentle gentle people don't hit back i would like to connect gentleness with humility second last thing before we close proud people think they are humble humble people know how proud they are gentle people know how harsh they are harsh people think they are very gentle okay so if you are a true gentle person you will know how harsh you are we will know how harsh we are and lastly self control somebody hits us calls us a name says something to us what do we do first reaction hit back i'll hit you back so badly that you'll never call me a name for the rest of your life okay i want to show you okay self control is not about showing other people but self control is about absorbing suffering out of love okay i don't hit back if you're like me and you like to hit back 
we need a lot more uh, grace of self-control. So let's pray today and say, Lord, I want to experience a greater fullness. I want that extraordinary uh, experience of who God is to be part of my life, to be generous, to be sharing, to be caring, not to be calculative and you know, measuring out everything. And I'll tell you, the more you give, the more you receive. This is not human logic. Mother Teresa said this, four sentences. First sentence, the more people have, the less people give. Second sentence, the less people have, the more people give. Third sentence, ridiculous. Last sentence, that is the logic of love. Let's just close our eyes and pray. Lord Jesus, we pray for a new opening of the Holy Spirit in our lives to reach out and experience his divine love in our whole being, in our actions, in our present, in our presence, and throughout our lives. Help us to trust you and let go, to experience your Holy Spirit in a new way, to be able to talk to you because you are talking to us and we are unable to listen to you. Give us the grace to listen to you through the action of your Holy Spirit in our hearts and minds. Help us to be open, especially to the Holy Spirit, showing us new things in new ways, making us more and more like you. Thank you, Lord, for sending your Holy Spirit and help us to truly utilize this gift to its fullest extent to experience your promise to each of us that you have come to give us life and life in its fullness. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So sorry, brothers and sisters, if I took a little more time, I apologize. So on behalf of the group, we want to thank you, Brother Father. Thank you so much. And when is the next good talk? When is the next good talk? <laughs>